1: I need information I thought you might be able to help, help, help. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture at the top of every hour on My Talk 107.1. Now
0: tell us everything. Everything. Well, I'm going to give you an update from my previous story that ties into my first story. So my update about Cheryl Burke and how oh, she yes. suffered the head injury. Yes. She did end up dancing on um, <laughs> Monday night. So... Luckily, she didn't have too much of a problem with that. Wow. And uh, she and her partner, AJ McLean danced well enough to survive to the next round. But we did lose one star last night. Who did we lose? Cheer coach Monica. (gasps) No way. Right? I would have thought with her athleticism, she would have lasted a long time.
1: I was really surprised by that because she actually, well, she was a little wooden and stiff from the two episodes I watched. (laughs) She was a little wooden and stiff. Okay, but she... (laughs) But she, you know, she had, she could dance. I don't know. I was surprised. I'm surprised by that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. And the other people that have been eliminated are Charles Oakley, Carol Baskins, Anne Heche, Jesse Metcalf, and Vernon Davis.
2: So, Um, yeah. I have a question, though. Yeah? Uh, Was Nancy Grace still on?
1: Oh, let's hear from her. Do you have any audio from an interview with her? So big. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Grant. We're 12. Grant doesn't know what that is. It's our favorite Nancy Grace farting on Dancing with the Stars.
0: It was so great. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yes. I'm going to have to look that one up later. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Selena fans got a better look at their new show because Netflix now released the long version official trailer for the new Selena series and this series is going to be released on December 4th are you guys looking forward to the show at all
1: you know I I, I'll be curious to see I'm curious to hear what people think of it I'm not super familiar with the story of Selena Um, I mean I'm I know as much as anybody else does but I've never been intrigued by it enough to like watch a show about it or the movie even Um, but I'll be curious to hear how it how it is
0: I've been a fan of the, I, w- I saw the movie when I was younger, and I love Jennifer Lopez. She's yeah. just as a, oh my God, she's awesome. So She's
1: also a great actress.
0: Yeah, she is. So I'm interested, I might check it out for a little bit. It's not my genre, but I might check it out just to see how they adapt it from that movie. Yeah. I remember when I was like in junior high or high school or something, one of my teachers made me watch it. It was a good movie, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. And lastly, this is fun, well, you know the movie Bull Rat, right, that came out recently and is on Amazon Prime. Yep. Have you guys seen it?
1: Oh my gosh! I thought you said *Bull Rat*, and I was like, I don't know that movie, but yes, *Borat*. Sure, of course.
2: We just saw the stills of. uh, Did you watch the movie? I watched the movie.
1: Oh, and yeah, it is. It is worse. It's it's more than what you think. Oh (laughs) Oh, god!
0: Oh no! I I mean,
1: it's you've seen the stills, but like when you watch it in succession, it's shocking.
2: With Rudy Giuliani putting his hands in his, pants. Yep. Heard,
0: that's what I've heard. I've heard that yep. the pictures were, do don't even do any bit of it justice. So yeah, well, it, interest- oh, he's
1: grabbing for it
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. But this is fun though. So originally Kazakhstan had been like, no, we're not. A, we're you know they were really against the whole movie, the idea of it because it kind of made fun of them. So they were just really anti the whole thing. Well, now they've decided to take the catchphrase very nice into their tourism ads. I love. Oh, that's this. cute. Yeah, they're embracing it because as of you know with COVID and everything. Uh, tourism is down, so they th- they said, "Well, this is a fun time to have some fun with it," and they are using a bunch of different ads that have the catchphrase. Very nice. I so.
1: love it. I watched. I watched them actually this morning. The ads. Yeah. And suddenly, I was like, "I want to go to Kazakhstan."
0: <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? It really looks you beautiful. Might have to wait a little bit. It's like those Nebraska you, ads right. from the back in the day. Were like, uh, "You probably won't like it here." Remember, they like made fun of themselves. Yes, they're, I loved that. They were great. Well, for more entertainment news, download the MyTalk app or go to mytalk 1071com
2: that's quite enough information, thank
1: you. My Talk Dirt Alerts, at the top of every hour, and at 820, 1220, and 520, on My Talk 1071.
0: And now, this is Project Down and Dirty, classic radio drama. Your new home
2: receiver, with its new developments and improvements, is your link with radio broadcasting. The finest in entertainment, news, and culture. The best The world can provide.
0: Here are Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071.
1: Sing it. What's your favorite old lady dessert? Six five one six four one one oh seven one. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything, entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Yes,
2: give us your old lady desserts.
1: Bradley's really into doing voices since I mean, we get know. to play right now during Project doing, Down and man. Dirty. Um, by the way, please head on over to mytalk1071.com to the Project Down and Dirty page and please donate to our charity. That's called Every Meal. Um, we are raising money for them during this year's Project Down and Dirty uh, rate classic radio drama. We're up to $400. Everybody else is trouncing us right now. We need you. We need you to show up. We need you to help out. We want to make sure that we raise as much money as possible for our friends Team at Every Meal.
2: Cobra all Always comes out for us, so thank you guys so far, and I know you're going to blow it away again.
1: Yes, indeed. Okay, Bradley, why are we asking people what their favorite old lady desserts are? Um,
2: because I'm an old lady. I've been an old lady since I was about the age of nine, um, which means that I love. If your grandma loves it, I'm going to love it. And this weekend, I had a grandma dessert sitting in my pantry, and my partner also Everything an old lady. you just said
1: sounded so dirty. <laughs> Did it? I had an old lady dessert sitting in my pantry. Ew. It just sounds like a euphemism <laughs> for something.
2: what kind of dirty are you I into? Um, I don't know about you, but I'm going to dust off uh, my old lady pantry and um, show you what's inside. <laughs> so this I weekend, <laughs> I busted out the box of tapioca. Have you ever had tapioca?
1: I mean, not for like a hundred years. <laughs> oh my God, years. I
2: bought tapioca during um, quarantine because... <laughs> I just, you wanted
1: to get in touch with your inner old lady? <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: remember what what prompted me to get it. Maybe because I just wanted something for dessert and I love tapioca pudding. So I busted out the tapioca mm-hmm. on Sunday. Have you when was the last time you had I mean- a big bowl of piping hot tapioca. Like I
1: said, it's been a hundred years.
0: Grant, have, do you like tapioca? I love tapioca. It's really good. So you good. have an
1: inner old lady,
0: so, too. Oh, I lived, well, my grandma and I were best friends, so oh. this is right up my alley. Okay. But I do have three callers, so eventually oh, not yes. just okay. letting you know we've got some no, people. No, I,
2: I totally want to hear from people because I know I'm not alone, but I just really quickly wanted to mm-hmm. let you know that the tapioca, here's the thing I, I, I kind of knew but didn't ever really think about until I was making tapioca. It's essentially just it's like custard with mm-hmm. blobs in it. Ooh, <laughs> so like, who doesn't is. love custard with right? blobs? Well, I, I mean, mean that's blobs. like extra.
1: Those are yeah. you get those for free. It's a bonus. <laughs> Thank you for the blobs. <laughs> who
2: Doesn't like globs of. Okay, anyway, who's on the phone, Grant? All right. Well, we're gonna start with Megan first.
1: Okay. Hi, Megan. Megan, what is your favorite old lady dessert? It's lemon dessert. Oh, I know oh, that sounds oh. weird, but it's like a whipped lemon puffy
0: thing with a graham cracker crust oh that sounds so, so good tell me what
2: what is lemon dessert? is it like cool whip and lemon pudding or something
0: uh it sounds like it would be but it's uh actually i don't even know how to make it i'd have to look up the no rest. it's fine but it's like a a puffy whipped lemon thing with whipped cream Yum. and then you put it on a graham cracker crust Sounds yeah. amazing it's- so
2: it's a little tart and sweet at the same time
1: exactly and then you get that gram funk it just sounds so good Mm. let's say
2: gram funk well you know what i mean well you
1: put the gram um crumbles on the top yeah so you get the gram funk there's
0: no funk involved
1: thank you for your call (laughs) who else do we have grant all right we've got daniel right now hi daniel daniel what's your favorite old lady dessert my favorite old lady dessert
2: is raisin sour cream pie Okay. Okay. I'm going to need you to
1: lay that out for me because yeah, I don't know that I've ever had What does a sour
2: that. cream pie look like?
1: Well, it's kind of a
2: custard filling. You hmm. you uh, bake or you cook the filling
0: on the stovetop with like eggs and raisins and sugar, etc. And I think some cream. And then, uh, uh, oh, and then you make a meringue. Oh, then you put that in the crust. Then you make a meringue and then you bake it to to cook the meringue. And ironically, today, uh, Jason Matheson was saying
2: his least favorite food is raisins, anything raisins. So
1: That's
2: I, hilarious. I well, that we won't make him the raisin them. sour cream pie.
1: Yes. It's delicious. It's a Midwest specialty. Thank you, Daniel. You're I don't welcome. know that have I have a good day. Thank you, I, you, Daniel. you, Daniel.
2: You know what's interesting is as Daniel was talking, mm-hmm. something dislodged from my brain, a piece of raisin oh, sour cream saying. pie. My friend Kate was telling me earlier this year that her father is obsessed with raisin sour cream pie from Baker's Square. And it was one of the pies I think they got rid of because like Baker's oh, Square and yep. everybody has been like mm-hmm. you know rejiggering their menus because of COVID. And it either was or wasn't taken off the menu. I don't remember which, but I well, remember thinking, out. like, what the heck is a raisin sour cream pie? But apparently, to his point, it really is a thing.
1: I had never, ever heard yeah, of that. Yeah, me neither. I'm just looking to see if that's... Uh, no, it's right there. Oh, wow. It doesn't... I mean, I frankly also don't love raisins very much. I find them to be sort of trash. <laughs> oh,
2: my God, I love raisins. <laughs> me
0: too. Um, oh.
1: You know... I, I didn't mind raisins until I had kids who ate so many raisins that I've seen raisins come out in things. Okay. I've seen All them right. get stuck Thank in you. things. Yep, yep, yep. I'm just saying uh, Thank you. that will turn you off of raisins. <laughs> uh, who else do we have on the line, Grant? So
0: right now, Sharon Lee is actually, she's just going to clarify about that lemon oh, crust good. that we were talking about Perfect. a second
1: ago. Hi, Sharon Lee. Hi. So it's a lemon chiffon pie she was talking about. You take the lemon, you make lemon curd, and then you whip the whites, you make lemon curd with the yolks, and you whip the whites uh, stiff, and then you you fold them in, so you're not tasting this uh, the egg white stuff, and you fold it in, and you put it in, and so it becomes real fluffy mm. and tart and stuff. That
2: sounds Ooh, amazing. That does sound really Thanks good. Thanks for shedding light on the uh, lemon dessert.
1: Thank you, Sharon Lee. And lastly, we have Mary Jo. Perfect. Hi, Mary Jo. Mary Jo, what's your favorite old lady dessert? My favorite old lady dessert is bread pudding Mm. with with the rum sauce on it. And then a little bit of rum on the side. (laughs) And then a glass of rum. So just really, (laughs) I just want to be clear. You just really like rum. (laughs) Don't don't tell everybody. I won't tell everybody. Sorry. It's just between you and me. Don't worry about it. Mary Jo, thank you for calling. we will have some more rum, honey. She likes rum. Um, do you want to know what my old lady dessert of course. is? You've never heard of it, I guarantee.
2: Is it krumkaka? No. Buken, but it is Schmickle it's Norwegian. Fritz? Yeah, of It's course. Norwegian.
1: And it's called Rumagroat. What is that? So it is a Norwegian porridge. I don't actually think it's supposed to be a dessert, but I just remember eating it as dessert at my grandma's oh. house when I was growing up. But do you it's make like it? I she used to make it. I oh, never okay. made it. I actually that's We that, should make it. I should. Yeah. I should do that. That should be like my, you know, Christmas gift to the world is to make a um, Or
2: maybe your family to begin with. Well, sure. sure,
1: but like you know, everybody will enjoy it. It's it's like cream, flour, milk, butter, and salt, and it sounds.
2: Is there sugar boring. in boring?
1: Sour cream, milk, flour, butter, and salt. But then you can do like what you do with it with like your um, oatmeal, and you'd put like cinnamon sugar on it, oh, okay. or yeah. But I just remember eating that for dessert at my grandma's house, which I don't think it's technically a dessert. So that's what makes it even more all No,
0: I've never heard of it. The name doesn't sound like a dessert. Well, I mean, of course.
2: It sounds like grout. It sounds like paste. (laughs) Is it like a pasty consistency?
1: May I just share with you some things about the Norwegian palate? Um, salt is spicy to us. <laughs> yes, my father
0: is this. He's, oh God, that is the life we live. No I'm just spice saying and salt. Oh like,
1: my, my people are not a spicy people. And <sighs> so, the blander, the better. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we want to talk to you a little bit more about Project Down and Dirty and uh, make sure you know exactly what to do in order to help our charity every meal get as much money as possible through donations we're going to talk a little bit more about project down and dirty after this on my talk 1071
2: i'm bradley trainer
1: and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a
2: blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Well, if you can believe it, we are celebrating our 10th Project Down and Dirty. On My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Ten years I of know. Project Down and Dirty. It's
2: our ninth.
1: It is our ninth participatory year, and I have to say I'm pretty glad we didn't participate in the first year.
2: Yeah, me too. We would have been stuck in a trailer at the state fair. No thanks. No,
1: we just got to watch the fun from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Bradley, you know, we never thought about this. We can measure how long we've been together working by how many Project Down and Dirties there have been. Yeah, it's
2: true, because we've been on the air together just about 10 years.
1: Exactly. So, um, any who's This is our 10th Project Down and Dirty, and this year we are doing a classic radio drama. But for those of you who may not be entirely acquainted or with how long what, we've ooh. been together, Project Down and Dirty, uh... What you need to know is that we do all of this to raise money for some very worthy organizations. And the organization that we are raising money for on the Colleen and Bradley show is one that we've worked with in the past. Actually, we worked with them during Project Down and Dirty Restaurant. It is called Every Meal, and it formerly was the Sheridan story. So maybe you've been acquainted with them by uh, the, the previous years that we've worked with them, but also we are happy to be paired with them again. So, Bradley, do you want to explain a little bit about what the Sheridan story does?
2: Yes, basically, they're fighting food insecurity for kids in Minnesota. So nearly 300,000 kids in Minnesota are living with that food insecurity, and that is an increase of 50% because of COVID-19, which means this is a hugely important resource that kids need, families need. Um, You know, studies, I mean, I could go on about studies and I don't have the studies in front of me. I just want to tell you that if
1: I, you did, you could go if on. If I did, them. <laughs> I could
2: go on for hours. But studies obviously show that if kids have the um, food resources they need, they're able to do things like learn uh, much more effectively and efficiently. So to provide this food resource for kids is helping them not just stay afloat, but thrive in this particularly difficult moment. So as for uh, every meal in particular, they provide weekend and other food gap programmings, uh programs, programs, um, you know, across the state of Minnesota. And Colleen, you can speak specifically to how this works. Um, it's not like a, you know, like a hot lunch program, it's actual. Food resources that they're sending home with kids.
1: Yeah. So so when we're not in our covid times, um, what they will do is they will distribute sacks of food that are and and they've really put a lot of thought into the logistics of this and and how it works in a way that can be discreet so that they the um, maybe the social workers at any given school will go into the child's locker and just drop one of these sacks in their backpack without anybody seeing or knowing. Um, And it doesn't, you know, create a lot of bulk in the backpack so the kid feels like they stick out. But that sack of food is nutritious and delicious, and it has um, all the food groups represented. Um, Things like maybe they might get rice and beans and some sort of fruit and a vegetable. Um, and maybe you know a canned meat of some sort. So there's a so there's a little bit of everything that will go toward um, making the whole family meals from this extra food. Now during COVID times, this, the the public, at least Minneapolis public schools, are doing a wonderful job of um, helping sustain uh, by giving food boxes to people who are enrolled families who are enrolled in, in the Minneapolis public schools, and. Uh, the uh, And every meal, formerly the Sheridan stories, right there alongside them with those same sacks of food that they will use to sort of supplement and enhance the food that is already being passed out. Yeah, at so schools. the school might
2: be giving food throughout the week for lunches and things, but this, you know, covers them over the weekend, exactly. which can be a very difficult time. Like, it's one thing if you were used to getting that food resource during the week, but then what happens on the weekend, right? And so every meal is there to make sure those kids have that resource all weekend long.
1: So, um, I do want to remind people that uh, we are raising money for every meal and it's very easy to donate. And I, I would just say a couple thank yous to Shannon and Mary and Jack and Leslie and Mara and Pat and Bill and Dwayne and Nancy who have all donated to every meal via uh, the Colleen and Bradley show. Thank you. Thank you, um, <laughs> thank you to all of you. Um, we but we would love to see uh, we would love to see more. More people show up and put a little money uh, out there for our friends at every meal so that we can have a strong showing this year during Project Down and Dirty for yeah, I them.
2: Mean, like it's such an immediate need, and it's something that your money is going to directly benefit. So know that every dollar is going to go help those kids. And it's su- it could not be easier. MyTalk1071.com. Click right there on uh, Project Down and Dirty and follow the link.
1: And you know, right now, your money will stretch further because we have two matching sponsors. We have the Little Blind Spot and Livia, who are matching dollar for dollar your donations. So a dollar turns into three dollars. Yep. If you have $15, that's $45. I won't do any more math for you, but just know that we uh, we are happy to, uh, to be able to make that money stretch further for our friends at every meal. So just go to mytalk1071.com and click on the Project Down and Dirty classic radio drama uh, page, and then you can donate very simply right there. And when we come back, thank you, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. Yes, we will still tell you about them. We call them D-bags. D-bags. I'm going to tell you about them after this on my talk 107.1. Okay, we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show, MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk 1071com everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer.
2: Hi.
1: Hi, and we've uh, got a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is? D bag Doo doo, doo bow, bow,
2: bow. here. Let's do this. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I'm looking for the button. No. I
2: it's got okay, it. he's got it. I just gotta pull out my deep. Okay.
1: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. There we go. Of the day. Mm, look at this. Mm, hello. Uh,
2: I would like to introduce you to a gentleman named Keith Rainier. Mm. Do you know Keith Rainier?
1: Yes, he's the head of the Nexium cult.
2: Yes, and what is a Nexium cult?
1: Do you know? That's a really naughty sex cult.
2: It's a really naughty sex cult. <laughs> Actually, what I will tell you, too, is people, um, I've noticed this in the uh, watching as people have of the Netflix, HBO. I don't remember where that. I think it's HBO. That. A uh, new series about Nexium, yeah. Um, uh,
1: the vow, right? The
2: vow. Yes, yeah. uh, I really think they they focus a lot of time on the sexy cult part, but it's just a big ass cult. And there was the sort of, like, hidden part of it that was the sex cult. But this thing was wide-ranging. It was very much along the lines of Scientology in that it appealed to a broad swath of very successful people, many of them in the entertainment industry, a lot in Canada. But really, it was worldwide, and it was very, very, very Scientologically, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, But then, of course, um, the really nasty stuff... Was this like bevy of beauties that Keith Raniere had put together? Although these women didn't know, they kind of knew that there was this like secret group of women that were supposed to be like super special, but they didn't know that they were all necessarily having the sex with Keith Raniere. So he just that's p- nasty. Yes, yes. that's very nasty.
1: It's super nasty. He
2: managed to, to um, you know perpetuate this sex cult and this larger cult, well, he has now been held to account. And he has been found guilty. And today, and I just checked to see if anything has changed. Um, It hasn't. But he is expected to be uh, sentenced today facing a possible life sentence for his crimes. Good. So I'm very, very excited because this took place... And again, I can uh, I haven't seen The Vow. I can recommend it though, because it's it's based on a podcast that I listened to which tells the full story and was equally um, captivating. I think and bizarre that and
1: Holly watched the she did. The On yep. and, and by the way, for those who are like, where is Holly? Holly is um she is like the she's like the assistant Foley artist for Project Down and Dirty classic radio drama. So she her hands are literally needed to make noise. All day. So we have lost her for we our, use our show our mouths to
2: make noise. She's using her hands. Exactly.
1: We've we've lost her for our show, but she is she is doing some real hard and fun work right now. So we've got Grant, which is super exciting. Yay! Yay!
2: Um so that HBO series that you referenced, The Vow, yep. um, you can watch the first season, and I will tell you that it's coming back for a second season. So this is this is a story that's not over. Um and it doesn't surprise me that they have more content for a full, um, you know, a full another series. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll stay close to our news outlets today because we're expecting to find out today how long he's going to go away for. And hopefully it's a very long time.
1: I can't wait to hear. Okay. My D bag is Matthew McConaughey.
2: Oh, no. Why?
1: Dude. Okay, so you know he's doing the rounds for this book tour. He's got a book coming out. This is the one where we found out that his dad died having sex with his mother.
2: Yeah, and a lot of really uncomfortable truths about his life that I didn't yeah. realize we were needing to know, but he wants to share. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So here's the thing. So he he's promoting his book, Green Lights. He, he was a guest on Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast. And um, one of the things he talks about is about the experience of being affluent, especially having grown up not necessarily super wealthy. And one of the things that he says about parenting in this particular experience is that he wants his children to own the affluence that they have. He says, quote, don't do any false modesty. Like, no, my mom and dad aren't. Yes, we are. Keep your chin high. When someone says, I bet you live in a big house, don't get shy. Don't feel guilty about that. Own it. Um he said, "It's important now. Here's where I like understand. It's important to acknowledge the privilege um, while using it to give back. So that part he's trying to teach. But this piece of the headline is Matthew McConaughey is raising his children to abra- embrace being affluent and to not feel guilty about it and to own it. And I'm thinking,
2: okay, you think he should be more modest?
1: Well, I th- there's I don't think it's one or the other." I don't think it's one or the other, and I think it's also really important to think about how kids perceive things, right? So to say own it, own your affluence, to a child, they might not fully understand the nuance of that. So owning your affluence might come off sounding a lot more braggy and a lot yeah, more Yeah, like stuck just up. put it
2: out there. Like, hey, yeah. we make lots of money. Yeah. Oh.
1: Now, I understand there's a nuance to what he's saying. I just am thinking how do you how do you rear your children in such a way that they understand the nuance of we have money and we want to use that to help others but it doesn't sound like that's the first thing he's saying the first thing he's saying is you're you're rich and other people you can let other people know that
2: yeah that would be awkward
1: yeah I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about Matthew McConaughey. I don't know how to feel I, about. I'm Matthew not like I,
2: I'm not a huge fan of Matthew McConaughey. I think he obviously is a very talented person, but I think he's one of those people that would be difficult to sort of just like hang out with unless you're just like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Right. Like if you you know, I, I feel like he has a certain amount of ego, and like if you're willing to indulge that ego, you probably get along just fine. But. You know, at a certain point, he strikes me as the kind of guy who thinks he's probably a lot smarter than most people. And I don't even know if that's a fair assessment. That's just sort of the vibe that I
1: get. Right. Yeah. And he also kind of strikes me as a person who might smell faintly always of B.O. and patchouli. <laughs> right. Right.
0: Uh, well, because of his hippie, hippie days, yeah. that
1: yeah. he's still in? I mean, I still think he like he's lives in the hippie days, hundred percent. Right? Yeah.
0: I yeah. Unless he's going out for an event, you know that man smells like gouda cheese. Totally.
1: Ooh. Oh Ooh. my god, that's <laughs> that it. That's totally smell. it. And, and that's no gouda. <laughs> um. I. But I do find I do think he's a good actor. Like I have liked. What was True Detective? Was that mm-hmm, the one? Yeah, I loved series. Yeah. that series. Yep. And he was fantastic in that. So, like, as an actor, I really appreciate him. He's come a long way since. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, sometimes when he's talking, I'm like, maybe more quiet would be good mm-hmm. yeah. from him. Yeah, a lot of
0: people could learn from that, right? That's for sure. <laughs> That's just my
1: hot tip. Um, hey, before I forget, I want to say thank you to a couple people because thank you, we've had some more donations. I we have a a very very generous bunch of anonymous donors that we will just say thank you to. Thank
2: you, anonymi. Uh,
1: but Jessica showed up and donated. Wendell showed up and donated. Julie, Carrie, Janice, William, Barbara, another anonymous, Stacy. Thank you to all of you for heading over to MyTalk1071.com and donating to Every Meal. That is the charity that we are raising money for, for Project Down and Dirty, classic radio drama. And we are going to tell you in the next hour a little bit more about what the experience is like of doing this classic radio drama. Um, because we've already had our session. We had a session yeah. this morning. It was where a lot of fun. It was super lot of fun. And we're going to tell you uh, a little bit more about how that went a little bit later in the show. But in the meantime, in between time, while you're just kind of puttering around doing what you're doing in the middle of your workday, if you need a quick break, uh, just navigate yourself over to mytalk1071.com. And just know that every single dollar is going to be stretched very far right now, due mostly to the fact that we have a matching sponsorship right now. But also because every meal is purchases all the food that they um that they package and mm-hmm. give and so they buy that food even though they're spending money on it. They can get it for a lower rate. So yeah. your money will stretch very far is the point. So even if it's, you know, $5, $10, $20, $200, whatever you have to give, it will be appreciated and put to very good use by every meal.
2: Absolutely. So thank you in advance and in the past tense if you've already donated.
1: Yes, all of that. And when we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show. um, So I listened to the audio of the um shock jock from Australia who was oh, invited yeah. to Zach Efron's per- Exactly. To Zach Ephron's birthday party. And we and I got it from a listener, the same listener, mm-hmm. and by the way, we'll give her a shout out when we come back. Um and I want to tell you we can't play the audio because there's swears. Apparently they can do that in Australia. I don't know. But nice. Must be nice. Um, but I'm going to tell you what I heard when I listened to that audio of him telling all about Zac Efron's birthday Alrighty. party when we come back on My Talk 107.1. This is the Colleen Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Fabulous. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, so, remember, I think it was like a week and a half ago, we've talked a little bit about Zach Efron's um, birthday party in Byron Bay, where he's been staying since March, basically, um, that was thrown by his girlfriend, loose quotes, Vanessa Veladeras, right?
2: Yeah, well, allegedly he was going to propose to her and they were going to get engaged.
1: Okay, so that was what was floating around and there was, I don't know, Women's Day reported that that did indeed happen. Uh, I haven't heard that, but whatever. So one of the things that, um, that sort of caught our eye was the guest list, this kind of bizarre guest list that included, among other people, Um, Chris Hemsworth's hunky dad.
2: Yeah, it was weird.
1: And this shock jock in Australia by the name of Kyle Sandalan. Well, we got an email from a wonderful listener who was like hot on the trail. Her name is Kendra. And we talked about her the other day where she told us about um, a broadcast that Kyle Sandalan had done where he said that he brought Zac Efron a bottle of tequila for his birthday. And we, and we all sort of went, um, hold the phone. Yep. Zac Efron has in the past been very vocal about his own sobriety and, and what that means to him. And so we were a little bit curious about that, especially given the fact that according to our source, um, NT Lawyer, who runs crazydaysandnights.net, which is also the website we use to source our blind items for the show, Mm-hmm. He said that Vanessa Valderis was Zach Efron's sober coach.
2: Mm-hmm. So Kendra
1: pointed out maybe she's not very good at that job.
2: Yeah. Like if she's trying to be a sober coach, you failed on that count.
1: Right. So I had wondered what, um, I had wondered where, how did she hear that? Well, she sent me the link and she sent it from an Instagram link from uh, one of Zach Efron's fans. And, um, It's all written in Arabic, the entire thing.
2: You can Google Translate if you want.
1: Which I did. Are you doing that right now? Yeah, I did that already. Okay, so why don't you tell me, because I would have to... I did it earlier this morning. But um, what does it say in the Google Translate in Arabic? Let me
2: pull this up here. Google Translate. Oh, okay. I thought you'd already done that. It says, Presenter Kyle spoke about his weekend with Zac Efron and his 33rd birthday. I will translate the important words. At the beginning he said that he was at the last moment of Byron Bay in his private plane and he had some friends with him.
1: Okay, and- uh, let me translate the translation. At the so what happened was at the last minute he had been invited 2 months prior but he didn't um like make flight arrangements. So he said and he says it like so debaggy in this in this radio segment. He goes so you know we had to PJ it we had to live the PJ life. What does that mean? Private jet. Oh god. So he Gets a private jet. Okay, what else does it say?
2: They arrived at the same day the party and the people went to Zach's house, but he was outside the house. Okay. And when the press filmed him, he and Vanessa, presumably the paparazzi, he and Vanessa didn't know anything about the party.
1: Okay, so what what happened was they got there the same day, and this was like a multiple day party. So they show up and they go directly to the villa that has been um, earmarked for them. And it's four, and he makes sure to say it's four doors down from the one that Zach Efron is staying in. So he gets himself settled in the villa. And then they all, all the guests, go to the backyard of the villa where Zach is staying. And Zach had gone out to lunch with Vanessa Valideris. and this was a surprise party. So they, the paparazzi were there, by the way. He says that the paparazzi were there. Yeah, and in fact,
2: isn't there a picture attached to this underneath? They show like somebody carrying in a cake or something.
1: Exactly. So the paparazzi are there to to catch photographs of Zach walking into the party, and then the surprise party happens in the backyard.
2: So, like, break it down. Then, what is like? What else do we learn?
1: Well, so you do learn that he did indeed bring a big old bottle of tequila, and he very proudly says that bottle was quote smashed that night. He says he knows that Zach loves tequila. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's really weird and awkward. Nobody called him out on that.
1: Nobody did. Huh. Um, he also, and this is the part that I think is most frustrating to me as a listener. Um, I don't listen regularly to that show or ever, but listening to that segment, he, I still don't have a context for why he's how he knows Zach or if he knows Zach or why he was there in the first place. Do you see what I mean? Oh, for it's sure. Like, it's like it seems so out of place, and he and he talks about Zach Efron like he doesn't actually know him. Oh, he's so nice. His girlfriend is so sweet. It sounds like he doesn't know him at all, or well, at least
2: I mean that doesn't surprise me right? at all. The right? The first
1: time he met him was at this party in Byron Bay that he took a PJ to a private jet.
2: If I were ever on a private jet, I'm not telling anyone.
1: It just is a very, it was a very D-baggy experience. That whole conversation was just very D-baggy. And like you said, his co-host doesn't call it out at all. She's asking for details. He essentially says, I can't give you details of what happened. Nobody will give you details of what happened inside the walls of that party. Um, he did talk about Zach taking everybody to see a movie. Um, and he did say that, that Vanessa Valadares had planned this party two months prior. So this had been in the works for a very long time, this okay. multiple day experience to celebrate Zach's birthday. Do you get anything from that?
2: I mean, it just it doesn't sound like it sounds like somebody trying to make more out of something than it actually was.
1: Right. Do you mean the party itself? Yeah. Well, I just mean,
2: especially this Kyle Sandalands person, like he just strikes me as somebody who somehow got like a sideways invite. He doesn't seem like he's part of the actual
1: inner circle. Yeah.
2: Right. Because yeah. if you were part of Zach Efron's inner circle, you wouldn't be blabbing about exactly. it on the radio. Yep. Thank right? you.
1: Both of you. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Which.
1: You OK, so then pause. That tells me exactly why he was invited. Mm. If somebody's trying to get attention.
2: So, yeah, to give the, uh, the press an idea of something that actually happened, but not really any information that's going to. Right. But it is also weird that he's talking about this whole tequila story when Zach's supposed to be sober,
1: right? Yeah, it also made me wonder if there was like some sort of non-disclosure agreement or something that he signed because Does he talk about that at all. like no. I can't
2: talk about that, but
1: well, n- no, not directly. but when she asks about like, so what happened at the party, he was like, "I can't talk about that. We don't talk about what happens at the party." That's Except for
2: everything that you just talked about. Right. So you, so
1: you can talk about everything leading up to it and the fact that you were invited to it, but you can't talk about what actually happened, which tells me that there probably was some sort of understanding or some sort of um, non disclosure agreement. Um, because again, if he doesn't know Zach Efron at all, somebody's leveraging that he's going to blab about it. Because what rate, I mean, Bradley, think about it. If I went to Zach Efron's birthday party and I didn't know Zach Efron, right i you would expect me to show back up oh with full on details. Monday with yeah. full details mm-hmm. about what went down at that party. You would be irritated with me if I were like, "Yeah, I went to Zach Efron's party and then told you zero,
2: so while you've been telling us about this party about Zach Efron again at his thirty third birthday, yeah,
1: which is you know that's not even a round number
2: um. So the post that you included, now I just want to go back to this post, this post from this um, fan account, mm-hmm. right? Zach Efron, Arab fans. Um, so I looked at that, and then I noticed that there was another post from them about 13 hours ago, and mm. it says, old photos for Zach, credit to Moel Turkey love, by the oh. way. This is a, it's a long story, but he's... It, Mohamed El-Turkey is this person that Zach used to be connected to. And the rumor was that this guy was not good for Zach, meaning he was probably connecting Zach to partying and drugs, etc. Yep. So then I like flitted over to Moel Turkey's, uh, Mohamed El-Turkey's ah, Instagram. Yes. And he's got two photos with um, two people. One of them is Zach Efron and the other one is uh, Michelle. What's her name? The one that he oh, Zach Efron was yeah, with Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. And so his last two photos are Zach Efron and Michelle Rodriguez. Which it's just odd timing that we're talking about Zach Efron and the guy who was credited as being really not a good person for Zach to be around. Right. Is all of the sudden tweeting about or tweeting, Instagramming him and Zach. And Gosh, it just says happier really interesting. days.
1: And that he's the one that fed that picture to interesting.
2: mm -hmm. I'm just saying, um, I hope Zach is okay.
1: I am. I'm worried about him. I'm just, I'm worried about him. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I know you've been waiting to hear all about how our morning went with project down and dirty classic radio drama. We're going to tell you how this all is going down. And I'm telling you, it is quite an operation And uh, we'll give you some stories after this on my Talk 107.1.